Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm your Chief Lounge Lizard, John Breeden, and uh, joining me today is Marion, and we are going to be talking about the, well, not really, I won't say games of the year. We can't, we can't say games of the year yet, because the year isn't quite over. Um, but we're going to be talking about the, some interesting and cool games that we think uh, uh, should probably be uh, considered for game of the year, or at least that uh, you listeners will probably have a decent time if you decide to, uh, to play them. So, Marion, welcome to the lounge today. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's cool. And I see you're, you're sporting a brand new microphone, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's um, the new HyperX Cloud Stinger. It's probably one of the best Ooh. headsets I had. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Is that is that a early Christmas gift for yourself? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool, pretty cool. And Marion plays, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Marion, who is one of our newer gin folks here, uh, Marion plays an awful lot of uh, online multiplayer, and uh, so I assume the microphone is helpful in that respect. <laughs> that and the headset. <laughs> right, right yeah. the headset, yeah, of course. Of course. So you can you can hear every single berating comment that people make <laughs> while, you're, while you're playing, and make some of your own, I assume. Yeah, and and it does capture a lot of the um, just the little sounds in the game itself. So the game actually sounds a lot better with this. Yeah. Do you find do you find that like uh, when you're playing competitively that that actually helps? You know, if you you hear something and you kind of know the position that the enemy is at or what he's doing based on you know you heard the certain door open or something or like footsteps. that. Or footsteps. <laughs> and like Call of Duty, <laughs> you can sometimes hear people behind you and know where people are. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'm usually just too scared. I'm just usually running around too fast. Don't shoot me. Don't hurt me. All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's get started. So, um, I guess we we already brought up Call of Duty. So, so tell me about um, your experiences with with uh, with Call of Duty and why you think it's a game that uh, folks will enjoy. I know you went out to the big uh, Call of Duty XP event out in LA and and had some fun out there and got to see the game a little early. Uh, and then they released um, the uh, uh, a little bit early for for uh, I guess for press. I don't know if anybody else got it early or not. The um, the remake of um, oh gosh, what was the remade uh, section oh, of that game? Modern, the... modern Warfare. Right. Yeah. yeah the uh, Call, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, the one everybody loved. <laughs> um, and, and then and now um, and now the new full uh, Call of Duty is out as a as a dual pack where you you get both of them together. Um, so, so tell me how how has your been, how has your experience been with that? Um, uh, I assume you went you went through um, Modern Warfare pretty quick uh, since you've been through it before, and now you're mostly concentrating on the other game. Or um, actually, well, I'm I'm pretty much done Infinite Warfare campaign. Um, I thought it was maybe a little short, but then, then again, I was just just playing it, so uh, I, I kind of wanted it to be a little longer than it is because um, I was started to get drawn into the story um mm -hmm. but i thought it was well done i mean at least they had a, a decent story that characters were you know you could relate to them as actual soldiers as military people and it wasn't so sci-fi it wasn't it wasn't star trek or any other sci-fi it, it was you know more 
earth-based, like this might happen right. in the future type um, sci-fi. Well, you uh, just just a little bit more of your background. You're you're ex-military yourself, so that was that was cool to see. Because like the you know the Star Trek world, like you bring up. I mean, I, I love Star Trek, and I know you play Star Trek online, but you know it's kind of a very I don't know what to call it. A kind of a very hyper hyper-liberal society in Star Trek, and, you know, the, the military isn't really, you know, it's like everybody gets together and votes on a course of action or something, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, yeah. but, but this, this seemed more like, you know, you, you could see Marines or, or, or Army guys in the field, like, making those type of decisions and, and feeling that way from the game yeah, in, in real life. It took, like, modern military and just put it into the future and added some, like, you know, we have ships that could travel throughout the solar system or colonize different moons and of the planets. Mars has been colonized. Um, but when you look at the ships and you go inside the ship, it looks more like what a real, like, naval warship today would be like um it's still got that gritty military feel to it but so when you hear about oh it's a sci-fi call of duty it's yeah there's elements of the future in science fiction but it feels more real modern military than what we would think of a sci-fi Mm. And that includes and that includes both the the ships and the weapons and all that plus the plus the way that the people interact with one another. Yeah, and the and the and the uniforms and things. Um and you know the ranks and all. I, there was just one weird thing about it was you're supposed to be the captain of, you know, your your ship, your um mm -hmm. It's like an aircraft carrier for spaceships. Uh, right, but, sure. But he kept going on these solo missions like where's he oh where you know you that need to be with your team or you need you need more people with you you can't just go off on your little on your own and without the, your squad and then you come up with your come up to your squad it's like oh hey we're we've already done what we're supposed to do <laughs> well i mean that's that's that's, that's kind of a sci-fi trope though yeah. you know that's the you always see that you're always like you know you've got a ship of like you what five thousand people or something like that, but the captain has to go on every away mission. I mean, yeah, in, in real life, the the a navy captain of an aircraft carrier doesn't leave that ship <laughs> ever. <laughs> I Although don't think. There, there is a moment where they're like, um, "Sir, you're not supposed to be doing that." It's like, yeah, but <laughs> circumstances say I need to do that. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought it was still it was still really fun. I, I actually really enjoy the the weapons that they created for this game. I think some of them were just really really creative. Um, they're still like with their energy weapons, but there's some ballistic weapons. It's like modern meets future. <laughs> but you know, it's still like this little Call of Duty type game where you know you're it's squad based you have a squad with you you have the marines you have people that are watching your back and shooting the enemies as well and it's so it's it's like modern warfare in the future all right that's pretty cool how long you say the campaign you liked it but you felt it was a little short how how long how many hours do you think you played the the main campaign i i i wasn't really counting <laughs> Okay. But, um, I've, I, I've, I think I've, that I was just so drawn into the story that when it ended, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, I want oh. more. But the good thing is that they have all these side missions that you can do. So it's the main campaign, and then there's like these little quests that they're not, they're like little side missions that you can go to your war table and 
you can pick a mission. And so they're optional. I mean, technically, yeah, or they're optional, but I like doing them because you get more, get diff- new weapons, you get a lot of different gears. And how is the how is the disposition between like I mean how are the missions varied like um you see on the you see on the um the like commercials for it you see a lot of people fighting in space and then you see actually ship to ship combat and stuff like that I mean how is it how is it broken down I mean I assume they have some just you know you're on uh, the ground and you're fighting you know normal and then they have these other missions how is the how is the disposition you know how is it laid out with the different uh the different types of missions that you go on um i think it's balanced it's pretty well balanced i mean there's space missions uh where you have to leave your ship and then go in and board board another ship which is actually pretty difficult because it's zero gravity and there's people shooting at you and you're trying to get into the ship and um and all you have is like little rocket pack that trying to move um (laughs) but and then you have the um the the dog fights with the jackals and the enemy Mm -hmm. ships that those those are probably my absolute favorite part of the game i really like (laughs) dog fighting in call of duty (laughs) wow that's so weird (laughs) so call of duty your favorite part is basically the flight sim version (laughs) i really do i really like the flying of the jackals i mean they, they weren't just like what you think of like a fighter jet and it's like flying but here you can stop you can go backwards you can go up down you can you can maneuver around and because you're in space right so you don't have that whole gravity it's, thing it's space and also um they do a planet side too so you're actually in the oh. atmosphere as well so you're like dog fighting in the atmosphere dog fighting in space <laughs> um, oh so i i think that was my favorite part <laughs> That's pretty cool. And uh and now you 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 finished the single player campaign, um but you're still playing a lot and and that's basically the the multiplayer side of it. Oh, I I I think the multiplayer is probably one of the most fun Call of Duty multiplayers. Um I mean, I really like the Modern Warfare multiplayer cuz it's like real military. Like you're not there's no thrust jumping and wall running and sliding. It's kind of mm-hmm. like it's it's more it's more strategy um and and you have to really find i mean you don't have much to go by you just have your weapon and you have to run around um but in infinite warfare you just get all this cool gear (laughs) and you get the combat rigs and and you get all the perks and i think that just makes it just fun Cool. All right. Well, I, uh, I, I unfortunately my uh, multiplayer skills have slid over the years, but I, I'll, I'll jump in. I've played the beta for like a little while, but I just got owned like every time I did anything. So I was like, eh, not for me. <laughs> but I know you're awesome at uh, at shooting, so that's pretty cool. Um, so um, I guess would you would you consider it sort of an advanced? <laughs> I mean, like somebody who doesn't play a lot of multiplayer would would kind of get like not feel at home there or or does it do an okay job at like uh matching up skilled players with non-skilled players or how how does that work exactly I think they just match people up whoever's in this yeah. for a game because i'm i mean there's people on prestige level now so and, oh. and I'm, I'm not even even close to that but um so you're, you're going against people that have been playing for a very long time mm-hmm. um, but I feel that you still have an uh, opportunity to you know rank up and 
get mm-hmm. high kills and stuff. Um, as long as you get more yeah. weapons, <laughs> it's 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 pretty much what your loadout is. So if you have a really good loadout and you're you're pretty you're set. Okay, cool. Well, good. Well, I look forward to it. That's definitely one that I think will be will be in there. I think the um, the one thing I'd like to get you on is I'd really like you to to try um, and we have to get you a copy somehow. EA has to stop being so stingy. Is uh, we have to get you on the battlefield, the battlefield one. Yeah. We have to, you know, because that's always the thing. It's battlefield versus Call of Duty. You know, what's 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 better or whatever. And and call and bat and battlefield went a completely different way. Whereas you know, Call of Duty went ultra modern. Modern, you know, Battlefield went back to World War One, so you know it'd be interesting to see see um, the comparisons and contrasting. But that's probably a topic for another show. So uh, moving along, um, let's see what have I been playing. So I'm going to bring up a game that I have extremely mixed feelings on. I mean, I go from loving it to hating it to to appreciating it to just thinking it's awful. Um, and that's No Man's Sky, and, and I think that's that's an interesting thing. And we here, here at Jin, we run the spectrum of people. I mean, there's Todd Hargosh. Uh, he absolutely hates it. He thinks that the developers lied. Um, he thinks the game is boring and slow. And he, I believe, he's probably going to list it as one of his top five worst games of the year uh, to come out. Um, and then we have Shella, who really, really loves the game. I believe she's playing it right now, which is because um, uh, they just released a bunch of patches uh, for it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I'm of mixed feelings. I will say that, um, you know, Marion, as you know, we get a lot of games for free. You know, they give it to us to review. Um, and so I haven't bought a game in many years, except for No Man's Sky. I, I was really enthralled by it and I was in line uh, on opening day I I wasn't really in line on opening day but on opening day I went by the game store like at you know two in the afternoon it wasn't like you know camping out or anything and uh, of course they were out of copies which was surprising but they called another store for me and I went over there and got it um started playing it you know and I kind of liked it it was neat it was it was neat it it's it got repetitive for me after a while um because a lot of the planets look the same and a lot of the creatures look the same. Um, but I can, I can appreciate the technical achievement of it, having billions and billions of planets that are, you know, procedurally generated and everything. And then I'm pulled back by the whole thing about, you know, how the developers told us it was basically going to be a multiplayer game and it's not. Um, you know, so I don't, I, I don't know. I have, I have totally mixed feelings on it. Now, I know you have access to No Man's Sky um, through the PC. Did you get a chance to look at it at all? Or No, I've, um, I've just been busy playing so many of other games. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you, you do so much. But it's there if you want to take a look at it. Um, but uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that these patches... Um, that just came out. So the developers, they went dark for like months. Um, and there's a firestorm of criticism that uh, that just blazed all around them. And uh, they didn't answer any tweets or anything like that. And that made people even madder. But now they come out of their silence and they have a... Um, they have a, a patch, a big patch that's out that allows you to build bases. You can build your own like uh, bases on planets. And you can hire aliens apparently to like expand your base. And, and you can... There's a creative mode that allows you to build stuff without having to collect 10,000 tree roots or whatever, um, which is kind of like an easy version of the game, I guess. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that these patches and stuff will will make it 
will make it better. Uh, but I haven't got a chance to play it yet, so I'm I'm still I'm still confused. But I would like to throw it in the ring as potentially a really really good game of the year. And I guess we'll see when it comes time to vote. You know wh- which side I'm on at that point. Um, but I'm definitely one of those rare, what do they call them, undecided voters that just don't know if if No Man's Sky is good or not. And I, I don't I don't know. It's very confusing for me. But but I did want to bring that one up because I'm definitely considering it. I haven't condemned it yet, and I haven't um, also said that it's you know the greatest game ever. Um, so I just have to see where where I land on that. So so what about you, Marion? What's uh, some other stuff um, that you think are a uh, good game of the year that you would like to? Uh, throw in for maybe game of the year consideration or at least uh, honorable you know mention type of type of game um well there well i actually have two games um one is a game that i don't know how big it was um but i found that it just was a really awesome experience um abzu Mm. it's I mean, it's really not like a story. I mean, there's no real narration. It's it's just a little scuba diver just diving <laughs> through an ocean, and then there's these like ancient ruins and these exploring, and it's God. It sounds like No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> underwater No Man's Sky. <laughs> I, I just thought it was so. Um, it was just an incredible experience because when you play, you're just like underwater. I mean, the music is fantastic. It's just it kind of draws you into this world, underwater world. Um, I mean, there's sharks and fish. And Do the sharks attack you or anything? Or? No, they just swim by. There's whales. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Pretty sharks. Well, you, have to, you have to watch out for the sharks because if you, you can, I think they can attack you. But um, it's really not like, you know, you're not shooting anything. You're not, I mean, no one's really, there's no real enemies or anything. It's just, it's just an underwater adventure, and I, I, I think it was just well, so well done, as like an artistic game. Um, it's just something. That and that was the people. That was just. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying. I was just going to mention that was designed so that you could play it as a normal game, but it was also designed, uh, optimized, if you will, for uh, virtual reality. So you could, you could. So I assume that would make the experience even more trippy if you were, <laughs> you know, actually under, underwater looking at the fish swimming by and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think I would. I would think so. But yeah, I think. I mean, because it's just not one of those games where there's just a lot of action that I, I might have gone overlooked. But I, I felt that it it was probably one of the best things I've played all year. Wow. Strong, strong praise. That's pretty cool. And you, you, you played it just on, you know, with your monitor and and st- you, you didn't have, you don't have a virtual reality no. gear yet. But. Uh, I think I got a really good monitor, um, so the colors are just really vivid and it plays well. But maybe I'm a little biased because I am a scuba diver. And and, oh, there you go. And I I just and I do you know love that underwater world, but it's really peaceful and um, and it's like an adventure game because there's so much to explore and and every map and everywhere you go is just a little different. And there is these weird ancient ruins that you're trying to figure out what's going on (laughs) and portals that send you to this, these other fantastic areas with, yeah, it's just like, it's like a ballet of colors and music and stuff. So it's, I think it was just incredible. 
That's pretty cool. Well, I I definitely think you should play No Man's Sky. <laughs> you you can go underwater in that game if you. Uh, I I have increased my suit to maximum uh, air breathing capabilities, so I do I have gone underwater um, before, and that there are creatures in No Man's Sky that can attack you, so you have to be careful. Um, so, um, but yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty cool. Um, so one that I want to bring up along the lines of uh, games that were pretty cool but maybe didn't get a lot of critical acclaim, and maybe this one will. It just recently came out. It's called Tyranny. It's a role-playing game, uh, only on the PC at the moment. Uh, I doubt it'll make it over to consoles. Very few of those um, uh, isometric uh, top-down games, like Baldur's Gate type of games, ever make it to the to the console. A few do. Wasteland 2 made it to uh, the PlayStation, which was really fast, fascinating. I love that. Um, but uh, it's the interesting thing about this game is that in in Tyranny, hence the name is Tyranny, and so. As a gamer, you're immediately thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to be fighting against the tyrant. No, actually, you're working for the tyrant. Um, so the, the, the premise of the game is that um, there's this, I guess you'd consider him traditionally evil, uh, overlord, um, who has conquered pretty much all of the known world except for one little peninsula. And th- that's where the game begins. It's that him, him trying to take over this last, I guess, country that, uh, has yet to fall to his his uh, empire, and you actually work for him. You don't work directly for him, but you work for one of his um, one of his. They call them they call them archons. They're kind of like his generals, and you work for one of his archons. It's the Archon of Justice. So you are a like a mini judge. You're kind of like a traveling judge. So you you travel around and enforce his law in the in the new territory, uh, and you get to do a lot of weird stuff like. Um, Right from the beginning, there's like a tutorial, um, not a tutorial, but like a story uh, where you set the story. So you, you go and it gives you a situation. It gives you a couple options. So there's one where like these librarians didn't want to give up the knowledge uh, to that they that they held to the overlord because they thought it was too powerful or something like that. So one of your options is, OK, fine, you cast a volcano spell and destroy the library and burn all the books and kill everybody in it. And that's. That is perfectly an acceptable choice in this game because you're kind of the bad guy, um, and uh, and then the game is you know the game is traditional of that type of game role playing where uh, y- you'll run into like monsters and things like that and you have to fight them and it's it's real time but you can push pause at any time to cast spells and and you know plan it out so it's nice it's a good balance for me it's it's um which I like the strategy and stuff and I like the fact that you're able to um to to be a bad guy if you want um the, I mean I mean Marion you play you play uh, a lot of games where you know they purport to let you be a bad guy I mean you 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 know Star Wars right you you play a Sith right one of your characters anyway yeah I'm I'm getting through the new one um yeah you 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 can make choices but you're like uh, I don't know if I really want to make that choice <laughs> I, I'm Sith I'm a Sith warrior but you know what now. And there's not really there's not really a huge negative consequence if you decide to pick the good choice, right? No, but you feel better. <laughs> well, right, no, exactly. Well, the interesting thing about tyranny is that a lot of times the good choice, like you'll get you'll have a choice of 
different things you can do. A lot of times the quote-unquote good choice is what would be considered the really, really bad choice in other games. So it's like, you know, I'm only going to slaughter half of the villagers. You know, that's your good choice. <laughs> you know, and um, so it's interesting, and I like it. And in fact, my gang that I run with, a lot of times they uh, yell at me um, because they don't think I'm evil enough or they don't think I'm acting s- strong enough or projecting enough strength, you know. So, like, when we, we capture people, um, you know, I, I generally interrogate them and get whatever information we need, and then I generally just let them go or whatever, and they get pissed off at that. They believe that um, uh, they wanted me to um, arm all of the uh, prisoners that we had with rocks and have them beat each other to death, and then if any of them survived that, we let them go. Or no, we would let them join the army because they would be tough enough at that point because they had killed all their friends. Um, and I didn't do that, and they were pissed off at me. So it's 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 interesting to see the game world like like that, and uh, I like it. I think it's I think it's pretty cool, and I think. Uh, gamers who have been trained to always, you know, make the good choices, even in games like, you know, Fallout, where supposedly we have these choices, but but most of the time we're we're pushed to do the good thing. It's it's interesting to experience a game that makes no apologies about, um, you know, being able to pick the bad choice and being the bad guy. Um, plus, when you go back to play all your other games, you'll you'll feel exceptionally good about your choices you make there. <laughs> So that was that was fun. And uh, Marion, you said you had a you had another one um, in, in in addition to Abzu. What was that? It's a game that I'm I'm actually just reviewing right now. Uh, Mafia Three. Oh, good. I've heard mixed. I've heard a lot of mixed stuff about that. So, what's your take on Mafia Three? Um, well, I haven't played any of the mafia other Mafia games, so I I don't know what to compare it with. Um, but just playing this game, I felt. I mean, the story is really good. It's not... When I heard Mafia is... A, oh, it's going to be like Sopranos or Godfather or another Mafia story. But this one is... It's New Orleans. It's 1968. Um, you play as Lincoln Clay, who just got back from the Vietnam War. Um, he's trying to get away from his old life. Uh, I guess his the person who took him in when he was who is a child um, is in with like an organized crime. Um, he owns a bar, but he's also does stuff on the side. Um, mm-hmm. So he gets back from Vietnam. He's thrown back into this world, but he seems to want to just get out of it. Um, well, and he's also he's also a black guy in 1968, which wasn't the best uh, you know time. Yeah, they're, <laughs> you they're, know? they do bring in that those elements. Um, but mm-hmm. it's it's not as bad as I I thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the people he interacts with, um, you know, I mean, they give him respect because he just served in Vietnam, um, mm-hmm. and they see that he see they see them as as someone who's just over there and fought war, um, mm-hmm. but trying to get him back into this the the, the criminal world, um, <laughs> but. I think because he does feel like a person conflicted and, and then stories kind of like, I mean, him, you know, he's just back from the war. He's back in this business. Um, he has to take out these people because they're messing with Sammy, uh, and, and his brother Ellis, like he has to fight the Haitian gang. And now he's, I mean, I'm, I'm involved with some kind of federal reserve heist. 
Um, <laughs> and, but it's it's not just you know you're you're portraying Lincoln Clay. There's something something happened because it seems like it keeps going from present to past where there's this investigator, there's there's family members, people speaking about Lincoln Clay and what happened during this time. Um, so I, I, I mean, there's so much elements going on that I felt. It's a game, but it felt more like a movie than a game. Like I felt and, uh, drawn into the I heard... whole whole story of what's going on, and yeah, it's, it's New Orleans, 1968, Vietnam War. <laughs> I mean, so. And I heard the um, the cutscenes, which you're talking about the story. I heard the cutscenes were some of the most gorgeous like ever created for a video game. I, 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 I felt like I was watching a movie, like an award-winning movie, and not just. You know, it's, cut scenes. it's like there's emotion. The people feel so real. They were they were they're created to be real people. Like, I mean, there's one instance where you just defeated the leader of the Haitian gang, and this woman comes out screaming and crying, and that she's been a, that they were doing things to her, and it, I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was drawn <laughs> back because that was really emotional, really intense moments. Um, oh. But the gameplay itself plays incredible um i haven't come across any issues with like gameplay the graphics the it's pretty smooth and i can drive in it <laughs> i was gonna ask how the because you know it is it, and that it was if it was the old watchdogs thing where like everything's really good but the driving's terrible so oh, the no, driving's good I, in mafia I can 3 drive. yes i can actually drive mm. um Streets aren't covered in ice in New Orleans. No, I can't just <laughs> break down things, and and the police are watching you all the time, so you can't do anything. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want them to get involved. Um, yeah, you don't want to run any red lights or whatever. <laughs> people over. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That sounds neat. Well, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to seeing your uh, your take on Mafia Three. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, that was the one thing. I, you know, I've heard other people say that. You know the story was good and and so forth, but I haven't really heard anyone really dive into the the gameplay aspects of it. But I'm glad that you think the gameplay is cool. So that that would definitely would elevate it since you know we are a gaming publication. I mean, we have to look at the gaming elements. Yeah, um, into gaming. I mean, it's a, it's a third person shooter, um, and you know, I mean, I've played plenty of shooters before, but this one, I I mean, you, the movements, everything was good. <laughs> um, I, I, I really didn't find anything wrong. I mean, I can actually sneak up on people without them noticing. I could take down people without having to go with the guns coming in blazing. Um, you can throw Molotov cocktails. Uh, you mm. see, you get all weapons. And what I really liked that everywhere you go, there was like some health cabinet. <laughs> like mm. you get, get go to a health cabinet and you get some pain medicine. So there's a lot of opportunities that like keep your health. Um, you weren't running low. You weren't scrambling around to find something. <laughs> so I, I, so and you know picking up more ammo and stuff. So I thought they put everything you needed into the game that so you could just play. Cool, cool. All right. Well, we'll definitely we'll definitely check out your review when it's ready. That sounds awesome. Um, so. Uh... 
let's see. We're, we're up to the we're up to the final question point. Um, and uh, yeah, I I didn't really create a final question because I didn't really know what we were going to talk about. But I will ask this because we we this is a question we kind of ask around Game of the Year time too. Is um you know you've been playing games for a very long time now. Uh, wh- where would you rate uh you know this this year 2016? What do you think uh, as far as uh, quality of games? Was this a good year? Was this a soft year? Uh, were you impressed with the number of games? Did you want more? What do you think in, in general? Um, how was 2016, do you think, will be perceived in terms of uh, quality of games for us this year? Um, I think there was a lot more choices of games. Um, some years, you know, you just keep getting the same game over and over and over again. <laughs> I know we, right, we, got it, right. we got another Call of Duty, um, <laughs> but I did like that they remastered the whole Modern Warfare because that was what they did was incredible. Um, and it was nice to play it again. I was like, oh, I don't, I, oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember you in a ghillie suit and going around Ukraine and Chernobyl. Soap, Mc, soap, soap McTavish. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and the AC-130, I completely forgot about that. It was, it was fun to play that again. Um, I think that was my favorite mission, where you, you just spend the whole time in the airplane. You you have one of three uh, weapons you can fire. You just watch people go boom, <laughs> um, and they joke around. With it. Um, as long as you don't hit friendly fire, um, right? But well. they didn't do like an Assassin's Creed, or I mean, they did do a Deus Ex again, um, but it went. It was just another continuation of the story. But I thought they came out with a lot of different choices of games um, mm-hmm. and some of like a lot of indie games and a lot of new different types of stories. It's not the same thing that you see every year. Yeah, I, I will. I actually definitely agree with you on that. Um, uh, you brought up Deus Ex, which I forgot about, but I played that. It was really good. I really loved the whole, you know, the sci-fi aspects of it the dystopian world that they put forward um which was really cool i enjoy i enjoyed basically just exploring the environments i mean using the doing the combat following story was fun but that was neat and then also the other game i played which was really fun was skylanders the skylanders um the the new one uh which you know is completely different than than anything else out there but um the imaginators one where you could actually create your own skylanders so um you know how you get the toys and you put them on the little disc and then your toy goes into the game this is you buy the blanks and it's basically like a blank toy uh and then you you can create them in the game and then you have your own it can level up and everything else but it's like your own your own skylander with your own catchphrase and your own look and everything and that that's kind of cool so yeah i guess varied wise it was incredibly varied this year. That's that's neat. So 2016, the year of diversity in games. Well, well we also had <laughs> VR um, come out. Uh, I don't I don't know where that is at at this point. I mean, you don't you don't hear much like people are like raving about it. I think I think once maybe more games come out for it, people. I think are once the I think once playing the, it. I think that co- I think the cost is a factor in that too. You know, I mean, it's like uh, a lot of them are really expensive, and and so when the, but I don't see it dying. Like like when 3D came out, and they were like really like, oh, your game, you should play your games in 3D, and everybody was kind of like, ah, they're kind of better not in 3D. I don't think anybody's saying that. I think I think VR is pretty cool, and I think that um, I think it has staying power. I mean, I've seen a lot of actual commercials for. Um, 
you know, with like old people playing playing like the Samsung Gear VR and stuff like that. I think they're trying to make it appealing to like a wider audience. I, I think it'll be around for a while. I, I think the price has to come down. I mean, not a lot of people are going to pay $600 to get an Oculus, you know, to, to be able to play, like you say, the few games that are it's, available. It's not just in the VR. Oculus, but you also have to have the machine to run it. <laughs> Right, yeah, the Oculus and some sort of supercomputer to drive it. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. You're right. Um, and even like the PlayStation VR, um, which I've played with a little bit, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, even that's kind of expensive when you consider you're not really buying a game. You know, you're buying the ability to play levels in other games right now. You know, so I, I don't know. Um, but you're right. If the Price comes down, I guess, and 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 um, more games are available. It might be more of an attractive option. Yeah, but I think even even without the VR, um, I mean, we have like the PS4 Pro out, and that's supposed to um, work with 4K TVs. So you, mm-hmm. you're you're now having that option of using like just a 4K, which is still, I mean, 4K is incredible experience. <laughs> I mean, I've seen 4K. It's colors and the i mean it just draws you in um but and i think a lot of people are going to be a lot of people are going to be picking up 4k tvs Mm -hmm. so uh, i mean if you buy a modern tv these days most likely and especially from now on it's probably going to be 4k whether you are a you know audio video file or not it's that's just going to be a feature that's going to be on a lot of these tvs so so people are going to have the inborn ability to tap into that with the console that that's a much more attractive option to say i'm going to buy this console anyway oh and by the way the games are going to look fantastic on my 4k tv which i already have you know because yeah, I'm, I'm looking at um i mean uh, i you know i just got my gaming PC this year and I've never really been able to experience like high def high resolution games before until now but I, I I'm just coming to realize how incredible like the modeling of these characters are I mean the, you can see people's pores and this and the skin texture of some of these characters although they they might need to work on motion capture a little better because it's Still, oh sure. Well, I'm still quite uh, quite stiff, but um well there's a reason why uh films run at 32 frames per second and and not 60, which most games run at is that I think when you get the higher frame rate, um it's actually harder cuz to 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 show accurate get film with the 32 frames per second, it gives them the ability to cheat a little bit. It gives them a, a little bit of ability to um, you know, you're not able to see every little movement. I mean, your eye basically sees it as a single image. When you get up to 60 frames per second, which, like I say, the games are running at, it's, you know, the animation is going to look stiff because it's it's much harder to program that to look correctly, and I, think that's I guess. Because ha- um, I, I was playing Mafia 3 last night, and I was like, I'm driving, and it says I'm at 75 frames per second. <laughs> But oh the driving, God. I mean, the gameplay at that level, like, when actually playing the game is just really great. It's fantastic. I mean, the movements sure, are sure. smooth. That's probably why I say that Mafia 3 is incredible, because it's at, like, 60, 70 frames per second. But when you get to the cutscenes, it's like, oh, their mouths are moving like this. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, the, the, the facial, I mean... They're they're moving. There's emotion. There's but you can still see the 
the, the features are just a little stiff and mechanical. They'll, they'll come in. Th- yeah, they'll, they'll come into their own. They they uh, they have to figure out how to how to make that work with the with the newer technology and with the higher frame but rates. I, and I think I think they but will. I did find that Infinite Warfare. Um, actually, the modeling. I mean, the people were well, really modeled fantastic and because it was on the playstation 4 i there wasn't much stiffness in movement um it, it people mm-hmm. walked and talked to they, they all looked like real but on my computer it's just a little robotic <laughs> sometimes especially when right. deus ex was terrible for that all right. Well, Michael Michael Blaker, our columnist, just wrote a uh, column about the um, the 60 frames per second thing and the, the problems with that. And and uh, I don't know if Modern Warfare is is um, I'm sorry, uh, Infinite Warfare <laughs> is running at 60 frames per second or not. I suspect it may not be. It's probably running at like 30 or something like that. So I mean, again, the lower frame rate actually can make things seem better graphically i guess but that's a that's a discussion for another yeah. time but i i love i love your point about the diversity and it's something i really didn't think about so that's that's pretty cool we have had a lot of really cool games this year for every for every taste um and that's that's pretty special and like you say that doesn't always happen in this world of sequel after sequel yeah. so and, and I mean, cool. there's also some good expansions on games too like some good downloadable content and now that well um I'm a huge Old Republic fan, um, <laughs> so I, I I just downloaded the new uh, game update. I haven't got to the new um, Knights of the Eternal Throne, but the last expansion was just an incredible story. So I'm I'm I hope this is even better. So I, I think mm, there's been cool. some good expansions and games, um, and they moved some PC well, we games to PS4, which is great because. You know, we got Star Trek Online now for PS4. <laughs> I know. I got to play that. I got to play that. That looks really cool. I saw your videos you made. Those are awesome. <laughs> so, cool. All right. Well, thank you, Marion. I really appreciate your time today. And uh, um, for all of you listeners out there, let us know what you think. We're at ginlounge at GameIndustry.com. You can also find us, of course, all the time, every day, all the time at GameIndustry.com, our main site. Uh, we're also on YouTube um, at uh, Game Industry News, and we are on um, Google+, Plus. Uh, same thing, Game Industry News. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're, we're pretty much everywhere, so you, you can find us. But good starting point, go to GameIndustry.com and check us out. We'd love to hear from you. And let us know what you think about uh, some games that uh, you definitely think should be considered for Game of the Year, because we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to include your thoughts and when we actually get to the, to the voting part. So, Marion, I will let you get back to uh, your Mafia 3 review, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost and, done that. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. I will see you all next time right here at GameIndustry.com in the Gin Lounge. Until then, take care, everybody, and I hope you guys have a really good holiday with a really good group of games coming up.